Hi, welcome to my podcast, Talking Travel with Wendy. I travel the globe interviewing really cool people in small hospitality and tourism businesses. Join me each week as I discover and share something or someone new with you. You can find more at www.travelwithwendy.net. And remember, it's always an adventure when you travel with Wendy. A few weeks ago, I had the absolute privilege to interview entrepreneur, gardener, baby doll sheep owner, and super cool fellow farm friend, Natasha McCrary of 1818 Farms in historic Mooresville, Alabama. Located just outside Huntsville, this special place will capture your heart. Hi, welcome. We are here at 1818 Farms and I'm with owner and creator, Natasha McCrary, and I'm very excited to uh, see everything, all the flowers, the little sheep, and just talk about what she's doing. So thank you so much for okay, being here. Thanks for having me today. Yeah. I can't wait to share everything with you. I am so excited to talk flowers and creation of uh, 1818 Farms. It's great to have you. Let's chat about how did you come up with the idea. I read a little bit online about your son and yeah. his inspiration. Yeah, and the funny thing is he's now our flower delivery boy. Oh. So now he can drive. <laughs> well, when we started, he was going to be, uh, he was eight years old and we went on a trip in North Carolina and he fell in love with a South Down baby doll sheep and all he could talk about was owning the baby doll sheep and renting it for pictures selling its manure <laughs> for nativity scenes and then I started thinking you know it's, this would be a great time to teach our kids about sustainability sure being stewards of the land and I, all the kids were going to be back into you know starting school and so we decided at that point what we would do is start a small hobby farm little did we know it's no longer <laughs> a hobby no it is not so share with me how, the fast growth in 2011 yeah, we we uh, did the we were on vacation in 2011 and we broke ground in 2012 and opened in August of 2012. So it's been it's hard to think it's been that many years, but it's it's evolved over the time over time. When we first started, it was going to be primarily agritourism, and uh, of course this year in COVID, it's zero agritourism. <laughs> but we transferred over to a lot of educational workshops. I teach a lot of bloom stroll and bouquet workshops, and that's something we can still do because it's such a huge growing area here social distancing and we're able to cut individual buckets and I can kind of stand spacery out and do demos. When we first started, we were probably 25% cut flowers, 75% produce, and we're a total flip to 100% flowers now. And oh, it, wow. looks, it looks very different than when we started. It was more, the fields were then laid out a lot. They weren't laid out like row crops how they are now. It was more for, I mean, it's still beautiful now. I'm not saying that, but it was more for a lot more green space. Okay. Yeah, a lot more green space. We hosted farm to table dinners at that time. Yeah. A lot more produce. And I think in 2017, I started turning the wheels that I really wanted to just do flowers. So, and I started what's called the Seed to Vase Initiative that year of just introducing the beauty of fresh cut flowers into people's homes and into their lives. Still, a big part of our farm, a central focus is the South Down baby doll sheep, the sheep he fell in love with. So, that breed of sheep was almost extinct in the 1990s. They're here somewhere. I think they're taking a nap. <laughs> they're, they're calling the smiling teddy bears. There were 300 in the United States at that time. And so a big part of a mission of this farm is to preserve that heritage breed. Okay. Yeah, so it's good. There's only 300 farms? 300 sheep. In 1990s, there were 300 oh, of those wow. sheep. Now there's several thousand. Okay. Like we have a lot of people. I had someone message me today on Instagram and they said, 
is this for meat or what is this for? And I said, oh no, 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 no. This is not, this is going to be a very expensive sheep. This is to preserve this breed. They were brought over from England in the 1700s. They're very nice wool and meat sheep. Yeah. In uh, World War One, Americans tried to crossbreed them. Okay. To get the bigger sheep with the oh, better, more meat, yeah. more wool. And they didn't turn out the way they wanted them to. You know, they just, it, the confirmation wasn't the same. Okay. And so in the 1990s, this gentleman, Robert Mock, just kind of stumbled on this and he found the last few remaining flocks around the United States and he started the Old English Baby Doll Sheep Registry. Okay. And so from then, even now, like you go back into my pedigree, we go back five generations, it's still some of those old, old farms where it's. Well, I had from. read this is six generation that's yes. living here. Yeah, six generations. Right now. That's yeah. awesome. So it's fun. It's <laughs> a lot of fun. At that point, we had about 200 lavender plants. Okay. Grew a lot of lavender. And I took that and started making a bath, like a soap. And then I did a goat's milk bath, tea soak, and then I did some cuticle. A lot of it was for problems that I had of working. I'm sure as you garden, yeah, yeah. you have a lot of dry, cracked nails, your back hurts from sure. bending. Sure. So um, this year, one thing we're trying to focus on at the farm is season extension. A lot of people feel like, okay, you plant in April and you're done in August. And you can kind of see in this field, we're not even close to being yeah. finished. So a lot of times people feel like when you're farming or you're gardening, your season is over in September, August, September. And you can see here, we're probably five weeks out of peak season. So we're, things are going down. Okay. But we're still, like tomorrow we're gonna put our last succession planting of zinnias to get us through the through frost. But uh, one thing we do is we're not only harvesting for home delivery every day, we're harvesting for uh, everlasting bouquets dried flowers. So a huge piece of our uh, business model, we started last year was drying flowers. Mm -hmm. You have to harvest them at peak season. Like a lot of people think I cut them, put them in the vase, I'll leave them there a few days, then I dry them. If you want the most vibrant colors, you're gonna harvest now. So we'll use those flowers and dried wreaths. We have some beautiful crosses that have adorned with the dried flowers. We do wedding confetti. We have dried bouquets that we sell, and then we'll implement a lot of them in our wreath making class. But this row especially is important. It's celosia. And a lot of people called it, their grandma called it like coxcomb. Oh, sure. Or whatnot, but we've cut a lot of this, you'll see. And a lot of people look at it and go, why would you want the red? Well, typically we would use them in 4th of July bouquets. This year, of course, they weren't ready by 4th of July. Everything was farther behind, but okay. that's okay. We've cut them to dry. When you dry them, they go to a beautiful burgundy. Oh, so nice. So, color shift. Yeah. So, this is more of a tan, the yellow. But I bet um, that's nice for Christmas design. Very nice. And then it's also great if you're doing, let's say you're using the flamingo feather and you're trying to read off of a, uh, a raspberry sorbet. Yeah. You pull that color in too with whites and pinks. Okay. So, it's all very much in design work. Yeah. But we'll kind of show that. But a season extension, you know, for us, we plant, we pull most, we'll pull the front section out mid-October. It'll go all our cool weather crops. It'll mm -hmm. be like delphinium, larkspur, ranunculus, oh, anemones, wow. sweet william, rebecchias. They'll be tunneled. And then you kind of baby those through March. Like in the back, we saw a really dead section back here. You're probably like, that flower garden is dead. <laughs> that is our bachelor buttons. And so we're saving them for oh, seeds. yeah, okay. Because we had a killer crop this year. The seed, uh, I think it had almost 100% germination. We were cutting about 700 stems every two days. Wow. So that's gonna be our, we had received our seed certification through the state of Alabama to sell this year. And so we, that was, Purple Hyacinth was our first when we're doing that one. And then we're gonna offer Pretty Bright Lights Cosmos as a pollinator. 
and we have a few others we're saving. We just started very much on baby steps. So people can order the seeds online? Yes, yes. So I want to get the bachelor buttons online because the, you know, what a lot of people don't understand is a lot of the things in our zone, these beautiful flowers that you see, the snapdragons, the larkspur, people say, I can't plant them. I plant them and they're, they're day die. Well, they need to overwinter and they love the cold and you have a beautiful crop in for Easter, Mother's Day, early spring, but you have to get them in October. So we need these bachelor buttons ready to go on the website to sell. Yeah. For people that are really in zone probably six, seven, eight, you need to put those in in the fall. Yeah. So we're trying yeah. to get that. It's just, yeah. it's tedious. So the they have the winter to, uh, to grow and yeah, get their, yeah. get their roots established. Yeah. And then what happens is they start petering out once we hit early June. The mistake a lot of home gardeners make here is they try and plant these seeds and they're at the wrong time. Yeah. You know, a lot of seed companies yeah. don't recognize what we have the mild winters here. Yeah. So yeah, yeah so that's kind of season extensions, a big thing. Cool. Get in here. I not, love that. Go, Natasha. We cannot have weeds in here. <laughs> this is not acceptable at 1818. Sold in our seed business was the purple hyacinth. Okay. And you can see it looks like a lot like an orchid when it blooms. Yeah. Now it's not going to be a great cut. I mean, I might cut 12 and put in a vase if I'm having people over for dinner. And it, it, it falls a lot, but wedding des uh, designers love this pretty purple bean. Okay. Especially in the fall. But see, it may, it, this will, this is really barely blooming. Like it will really take off the first of September. When nothing else, everything else is kind of getting tired in the garden, it just explodes. Oh, okay. Um, I really like this a lot. And it, and when you're first going to start your seed business, I think it's something that's very simple to explain. It's kind of got an ivy feel too. Yes, it does. Yeah. And we cut a lot just these whimsies and bouquets, and then we'll pop these in some bouquets. We just let them know at the workshops that it's not going to last in the vase. You know, we like things that last seven sure. days in a vase, but this is just for the for the dry and the contrast part okay, sure. and I think probably if you had to say what's my most my favorite flower it depends on the season Lysianthus without a doubt if we're in peak I mean we're not in peak anymore it's the it's the toughest flower we grow here it lasts easily 14 days in the vase it looks so dainty and delicate and then in the winter spring I really like the anemones they're also I like things that are tough beautiful but tough they kind of make you think yeah. this is going to be, it's not going to hold, but it holds and is just a workhorse. So like what we're talking about, the new and unusual, this amaranthus was kind of something I ordered on this fluke. Now it looks really large right now. However, I had a uh, wedding designer who used in a huge arch and with pompous grass. Okay. It looked fabulous. I mean, it looks so good, but we'll be cutting these giant heads tomorrow. And it was, you know, kind of a focal point. One thing about amaranthus is it's like the salad bar. I kind of call it a trap crop <laughs> because the pet, you want the pest to go to something that's not your other crops. And it kind of, it, it doesn't hurt this uh, flower, but they love the, uh, the leaves, but we never, we strip everything in the field. We never, you never hydrate leaves. So all that's pretty stripped in the field, but this will be, we'll go into some Christmas wreaths, like uh, swags. So yeah. we'll dry that. And one of the things, uh, another avenue here is we do allow photo shoots. We have a lot of people who are doing their senior photos or engagement or the, the, a lot of people do the pregnancy photos Yeah, now. big events. It's a big events. And we have family photos and, and it's a private use of the farm. We charge $100 an hour. Okay. You bring your photographer and we're here. You can do the animals, the flowers, you can use the flower truck. I think we had somebody here this weekend. You kind of did a little bit of everything last <laughs> Sunday. But it is, if you're looking for an unusual 
backdrop and you can have we have pretty much every color here we'll say i love pink is there anything pink in your build i'm like yes i got you a pink <laughs> next natasha taught me a little bit on how to dry flowers and shared a few of her upcoming creative projects and i loved hearing her passion and inspiration so these were cut the bright red last thursday i think and how they've shifted to the beautiful burgundy and if you look above you, like these were cut yesterday. I was just cleaning the aisle when we were doing the uh, zinnias. Okay. So see how they're going to shift color? Really beautiful. And this would be more like with the yellow, which is very nice too if you don't want something that's really bright. Uh, is flower confetti that you could have for your wedding to toss. And there's different colors. We kind of, we save it by colors. But I, my favorite is... We, I was telling you about the bachelor buttons we grew. Oh, yes. I love that color, too. It's so intense, yeah. But look how yeah. beautiful it dries. Yeah. Like that would be great as your something blue. And you could even mix. Like, we have different colors we can mix. We love the petals that came off of our rocket snapdragons. Like, even a mixture of flowers. Yeah. So, that's something that's coming from our... We have a section on the website called from the farm. Okay. And so like the suet feeder, the wool filled, filled suet feeders there, anything dried flowers will be going there. There's a couple, there's a, a backyard lovers gift box. Okay. The seeds are there. So we're trying to really grow that section. It's just the slowest to grow. Yeah. <laughs> because it takes a while to grow the flowers and yeah. harvest them and dry them and do many things. As a daughter of a master gardener and granddaughter of a farmer, I found myself in such a happy place. It was time to check out the farm and see the little sheep. I was so excited. Our dads are all up here. They're kind of, you know, we won't put them together. We don't breed until the first of November, so they're up there. But that's Kane is our old, old guy, and then Thor, and then Elvis. Here comes Justice. Hey, Justice. Hey, and that's Albert. He loves food. Okay, all uh, he can think about. <laughs> it's after Fat Albert. Imagine that. Yes. It's after Fat Albert, but he loves his food, so he knows it's getting close to supper time. Oh, and I see Mr. Pig down there. Oh, yeah. And what's the pig's name? That's Clover. And then Mr. Riggs is somewhere around here. But baby girl's way back there in the back. I mean, she looks like a really, like a really big teddy bear. See her right there, the little baby one? Well, and you can read all about baby girl on the website. Oh, yeah. Baby girl has her. And she has her own email. <laughs> it's babygirl at h18porns.com. And we love when people send her an email and we reply back as baby girl. Oh, yeah. Like, hey, can I be baby girl? Because the children will send her emails and it's so cute and it was really nice we did the adventures of baby girl contest and a teacher came that did a workshop a bloom stroll workshop she said one of her students who entered one it was just so exciting so it was neat <laughs> look at Farrah she's going to be the first one in even little chicken hairs <laughs> I'm coming in Also curious about me. Oh yeah, they think you might have a snack. Oh, that might be. But yeah. 
Oh, they've got to be. Yeah. yeah. And this is one of the oldest. This is Buttercup. So she uh, is, uh, yeah. she's, you know, she's nine. Uh, oh, wow. Uh, static. You sound like you have indigestion. Uh, I know. But yeah, static's nine. So we have some that are getting a lot older. It's sad. You know, as they get older. Yeah. They're so beautiful, though. I love they the color. Need to, they need to be cleaned up. And Static loves to be scratched. <laughs> <laughs> Natasha, thank you so much for having me here today and for walking me through the gardens and learning about horticulture and petting all the baby lambs. Especially Static. <laughs> he loved to be petted. Yes. So how can people find out more about 18 Farms? Okay, so if you want to find out about us, um, you can go to our website at 1818farms.com and that'll have all of our events, um, workshops, our products. You can shop our product line there, um, our blogs. I try to do more blo a lot of blogs, but it seems like a lot of times I never get to it. So I'm trying to try and do better this year for y'all. Then also, to really see the day-to-day -day activity, if you could go to um, Instagram, it's just 1818farms or Facebook, and that's where we're going to be posting. Um, I never know what I'm going to post. It's kind of as it occurs because that's what I think makes it interesting. So those are great places to follow us. And also we have a YouTube channel that we're trying to work on a little bit. So follow us there. We're going to try and put a lot more how-to videos. I know tonight we, we uh, released our first how to successfully harvest zinnias in your home garden. So look for that. So probably what we're known for, our best-selling product set, it's called a shea cream, and it's just shea butter, coconut oil, and either there's an unscented version if you're sensitive to smells, or there's going to be um, an essential oil or a fragrance. And it's great if you have dry hands, feet, or body. And what uh, I especially like about it is it takes just a tiny dab on the directions on the side of the jar. It says apply a pea size, which is appropriate for farms, say that. And um, so a tiny jar that you feel so light goes a long way uh, for hydrating your skin. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for having me. Okay, and I hope that you yes. can come back. Uh, one of our uh, most popular days, and we hope by March we can do it, is our annual sheep shearing day. Another way to really not miss out any events, I almost forgot this, Wendy, okay. is to go to our website and you can sign up for our email list. You are not going to receive many emails from me, I promise. If there's an online sale, or it might be a blog about the gar flower garden, if something has happened, or the big one is the end of February, we usually send out a major email to our email list first before it goes public. And you get to learn about all the open farm days, the sheep shearing day, the workshops, but especially those, the tickets really, they're like for the open farm day and the sheep shearing day, the tickets are free, but we have to limit the number of people because of parking. So you want to be the first people to know so you get a spot. So definitely sign up for the email list, and like I said, I promise you're not going to receive many emails from me. <laughs> and that's the one to, that's the way to be in the know. Okay. Well, thanks for joining us here for Talking Travel with Wendy. We'll see you soon. I have much more content on my website, travelwithwendy.net, and you can also support this channel by becoming a Patreon patron. The links are below. Remember, it's always an adventure when you travel with Wendy.